Hey again, and welcome to episode number 10. Um, if you made it all the episodes, I congratulate you. It's insane. Um, can't believe you're actually listening to all of this. And uh, if you made it this far, it must be that you're enjoying it. So thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate every listen out there. And uh, yeah. Let's dive straight into it. Uh, still your host, The White Rabbit, and in today's episode, I will cover a few things going from uh, staying with 11 girls in Botucatu to covering my hitchhiking trip to Londrina, my stay there, um, and it will either be in the end of today's episode uh, that I will talk about my first uh, trouble hitchhiking in this travel um, and the biggest one that's going to happen in this travel. Um, it's going to be either in the end of today's episode or in the beginning of next episode. I will see how far I can get. Um, it's quite a big story and um, I think a lot of you will be in shock when I tell the story. It's a story that I cover a lot. It's uh, my most told story of my travel, I think. Um, so stay tuned either in the end of today's episode or um, the next one. Yeah, um, also I want to quickly apologize uh, for last episode where my daughter um, was the background noise all the time uh, that's gonna happen in future hap episodes probably just because I cannot find the time uh, when she's asleep always uh, sometimes it, it's okay sometimes she's awake so yeah now she's sleeping like an angel we'll see how this goes by the end of this episode I think it's gonna be fine anyway so uh, let's get into it uh, last episode, Gabriel dropped me off from an awesome uh, episode. And uh, one more time, I really want to thank uh, Gabriel for this incredible road trip he did with me, how he covered so much with me. Like, what he did was insane. Like, he rented a car, he went to buy a tent. He got an inflatable mattress. He uh, he paid the camping for both of us. He put gasoline in the car. He paid for all my food, all my trips, all my, like, everything. It was so insane. And he did it without expecting anything from me in return. And, um, I mean, he's, like, I'm so thankful for this person like it was such a memorable stay for me with him and 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 this 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 road trip um if you haven't heard it you should check out last episodes uh it's gonna it's it's cool anyway thank you again so much gabriel for this amazing experience um he dropped me off in botukatu which is a student city uh, I think you can, uh, let me paint a picture for you. So basically it's a, a small town, I would call it a small town, 
and it doesn't have skyscrapers or anything like that it's just plain houses but it is a town like um size wise i would think i'm not sure i could be totally wrong but i would think it's about five kilometers wide or something uh, but it's full of college people because there is a big college, maybe one, maybe two, I'm not sure. Uh, see, this is how much research re- research I do for an episode. Um, so I'm not sure. It's um, Anyway, it's very known among college people. Um, there's a lot of uh, students over there and there's students from all over the world especially people who like to have an inter uh what is it called an intercambio um what's it called uh an exchange um so exchange students from all over the world go to Botucatu uh when they go to Brazil they go to Botucatu to study um a little fun fact about Botucatu when i was there the girls told me they were like in the top 10 of um, uh, AIDS and other HIV uh, diseases. I wouldn't say it's a fun fact, but um, yeah, like HIV and and, uh, other diseases were huge over there so much that they gave away free condoms at school and like had a lot of sex education in school because there was a lot going on over there. It's insane. Uh, So it's a crazy big student city. Uh, But other than that, there's nothing. There's literally nothing there. There's no clubs. There's no... uh, There's just a college and students go in there. There's also not a lot of dorms or not that I know of, remember, or... Yeah, again, I could be so wrong about so many things in this podcast, again, with this one too. Um, But let me tell you about my experience. So I enter in the evening and there was a girl hosting me. She was called Maria and she is from Brazil. Um, And she agreed to host me like last minute uh, to host me in this big house. So basically they were living in, I would call it a villa. But it wasn't like a fancy villa. It was just a big house with a lot of rooms. And that's why there were 11 girls staying there. And they call this sort of house a república. So basically they would rent a house with a lot of girls together to split costs. And then, um, yeah, there was a lot of houses like this. So it was a normal house with a lot of rooms. And then these rooms these girls shared or boys whatever there were also uh, republicas with boys Um, some had pools some had not some were really fancy some were less fancy you could have a republica with only two people or four people or like this one was a big one it was 11 and this call this one was called panapana i think or panapana something like that (laughs) um there were like really curious, bubbly and energetic girls that were really fun and outgoing and asking me a lot of questions about my travel and what I was doing. And uh, they were all excited to take me out. Um, they were going to go to this 
other Republica to have uh, a house party. And this is something, because there were no clubs over there, um, this is something they would do on a regular base, like every day base, like not a weekend, but like every day there was going to be a party somewhere. Uh, if it wasn't in a, in a Republica, it was going to be in somebody else's Republica. Like if it was going to be in a house. And with all these house parties. So basically how you would see it, it's like um, they were celebrating and do, throwing a house party when the parents would be gone, except there were no parents at all involved, like ever. There were no parents living there. <laughs> it was just the girls or the boys that were in the house and they were just throw parties all the time. It's like, ah, it's insane. And I will get deeper into that, how insane it is. Um, they also had um, a maid often in a house. And if I say this to European people, they would be like, wow, that's fancy. Those guys must be really rich. Um, but in Brazil and a lot of countries in, the, in South America, it's quite common to have a maid. Um, it's a little bit like having a cleaning lady in Europe where you have once a week uh, somebody coming to your home to clean a little bit for you. Well, they also have it, but the cleaning lady doesn't only clean, she also cooks and takes maybe maybe takes care of the children or, yeah, she does a lot more and she's in the house a lot more. She's mostly in the house daily um, and, yeah, they get treated well. I don't think they get paid very well, but, yeah. There's different uh, culture difference anyway. Uh, but most of the republicas or most of the houses had a maid as well. Especially when it was such a big one. 11 girls, like they were very happy with the help they would get from a maid, like cooking and cleaning wise. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was necessary. Uh, so they couldn't wait to take me out. Not all of them were going to take me out. It wasn't the 11 girls, but I think it was like half of them or something. We're going to go to this party at another Republica, another villa with like a huge pool. And it was funny. All the girls got ready. <clears throat> and um, two of the girls were drawing their nicknames on their foreheads with like marker with permanent marker and I was like uh what <laughs> is going on here um basically they had a rule I'm not sure if they still had it but uh, they had a rule where first graders had to put their nicknames on their foreheads and then when they go to a party everybody could see that they are first graders and Anybody else from a higher grade would be able to tell them something they had to do, like jump in the pool now, and they would have to do it because their nickname is on their forehead, which means they're a first grader, which means you could you have to do all the fucking shit everybody else tells you to do. I think it's something really crazy. It reminds me a little bit of um, a baptize a baptism thing in in Belgium. Um, it's big among students where like they have the student clubs where if you want to be a part of them you have to get baptized and then once in a year all the first graders have to do nasty shit and, um, basically in Botucatu or at least that's what I 
um, understood. <laughs> I could be wrong, but basically over there, it's like every single day. <laughs> it's not just one day in a year. It's like every single day they have to put up with shit. Um, at least you don't have to, like if you don't want to put your nickname on your forehead, you don't like, you don't have to obviously just like you don't have to go to parties, but these two girls did it. Uh, they thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was uh yeah it was funny so uh we left in um in th this party uh like we left we, we went to this party and uh it was funny because it was with funk music which is like the typical it's a little bit like the brazilian um uh, reggaeton but only worse, <laughs> they say. It's like, and it's only nasty words, and it's like slang, and it's like um, a lot of people from the favelas listen to it, but it's gotten so popular among the rich people too that, yeah, it's just nasty, shake your ass, twerk, 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 twerk music. Um, we have a very famous song here too in, in, in Belgium a couple of years ago that was like a, a twerk song like everybody would be twerking on the dance floor so it was a party like that a lot of twerking going on and it reminded me a lot of how I used to be like I used to be a party girl that would go to these kind of parties with this kind of music we don't have that much funk in in, in Belgium now we have like two or three popular songs that would play sometimes in a, in a party and everybody would go crazy but it's not like only funk it's just the same with like reggaeton maybe you would hear some songs regga reggaeton but then there's also going to be all these different types of songs and over there it was only funk and it was so funny because everybody was so drunk they were um like i I could taste the different types of alcohol they were having and they were gross the worst alcohol i ever had in my life was in Botokatu. It was this nasty peach-like vodka drink, pre-mixed, like, wow, it <laughs> tasted horrible, so bad. Uh, but it was funny. Everybody was drunk on all this shit. And then uh, obviously there was a pool, even though it was cold, people were jumping into it because they were having their nicknames on their forehead they had to jump into it and then it just became a drunken mess where people were going in and out of the pool and basically i had the vision when i was standing there i felt on a movie set of american pie i don't know if you watched the movie if you haven't it's a classic watch it it's a good one or at least if you like uh romantic comedies and especially the um it's not even romantic <laughs> it's just like the typical um comedies american comedies uh, hollywood comedies and it's a classic i mean american pie is a is a classic and it's so it was so like i felt like i was on a set of brazilian pie like what what was going on like everybody was drunk and they all didn't care and it was like this big mess and the funniest thing was that i think i could set my clock on it at one o'clock everybody was kissing like everybody was kissing everybody like and i mean to have a brazilian kiss you it's not like hey you know like do a little bit of flirting whatever no 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 <laughs> you look at one another 
Like you, you just look at one another. You stared at like somebody's eyes. Like that's the sign you're giving them to kiss you. Like don't have to do more, baby. I'm here. Like you don't even have to do all that. Like no, just look at my eyes. We'll kiss. It's fine. And it's so funny. I mean, I was shocked. Like in Belgium, everybody's a more to themselves and like yeah like that guy but maybe i'm not gonna look and like all this hard to get stuff which is bullshit anyway but in brazil is the opposite like <laughs> you barely have no choice <laughs> um yeah i was lucky that i wasn't um yeah somebody just didn't came up to me and like put his tongue all over my face because Oh, I was funny. I took a picture of two girls who were absolutely wasted and you could see their faces. They were like, oh. it's, yeah, poor girls. Uh, they were having a lot of fun. And yeah, everybody had one o'clock. Everybody started kissing. And then um, one of the girls who had their nickname on her, her forehead, who was partying with us, had to jump in the pool, was freezing cold because she had her clothes on. So we left um, together with, I don't know, one of the girls. Um, we left and took her home. Yeah. Funny night that night. Uh, the funk party. Next day, um, I slept in a room with a girl called Asun. She was a Spanish exchange student. And... She was really nice. Uh, she told me about a Waldorf school. That was in a neighborhood. It wasn't like it was only five kilometers away. Um, for those of you who don't know Waldorf school, it's the same as a Steiner school. In Belgium, it's more known as a Steiner school. Waldorf school is unknown. I went to um, some sort of Waldorf school when I was... Uh, a kid from six or seven until I was 12 I went to a school like that uh, that was very nice it was an open school where you were taught in grades not in age so it was more like a group where you belong to it was very interesting yeah um, I really liked it a lot uh, even though I, for a long time, I thought I needed more structure and um, I wasn't a good student later on in life. That's how I ended up in the hairdressing school because I was really good my, with my hand, but hands, but not with my head. Um, and I, for a long time, I thought it was because of the school didn't have enough structure, uh, but that wasn't the case. I really liked that school. It was really nice. Um, yeah. So she told me about a Waldorf school in the like five kilometers further and she really wanted to go there because she was really interested how it worked in Brazil and everything. Um, so she, uh, we were talking about it and we decided to go together hitchhiking. Um, I think it was her first hitchhike. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But then uh, Sergio was the guy called together with his son Vincentius they stopped and um, they actually were gonna pick Vincentius 
little brother or bigger brother up Henrique and they were driving to the school I mean like how that's insane uh, so yeah he stopped and then he picked us up and he drove us and then he said oh you know what I'm gonna go back to Botico too after I can give you a tour and explain you all about it and then we can go back together so it was really nice uh, Sergio showed us around and uh, yeah it was a really nice school really beautiful a lot more open than the school I went to it was insane it was like half in the woods and yeah it was a really 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 beautiful school um I think the children in there are yeah getting thought valuable lessons beautiful a lot different than uh, student city but good too uh yeah so funny so uh sergio brought us back and then uh some of the girls were like invited to f another friend's party uh and they took me with them so good together with asun and marie which is a french exchange student that was there we went to another republica to get ready because they got a flyer somewhere of a halloween party and maybe it's interesting to say i actually arrived so the day before was the 31st it was halloween the 31st of october 2016 so yeah because of halloween it was a halloween themed party and they got a flyer somewhere uh so all of them were super excited they all dressed up in uh fancy costumes like there was a a coffee bean bag guy and like they were all super excited i actually wasn't that excited i remember i like i didn't want to dress up i was a little i was a little bit boring at that that day i remember <laughs> everybody was like come on lorraine why don't you want to dress up and i, I just didn't feel like it um i think i kind of felt mm, not in a party mood like that anymore like i felt the day before in the party as well like the funk party i i felt that like i didn't belong there or something uh like partying was in my or partying like that getting pissed drunk and having no deeper connection with anybody and just having plain conversations with like hey you wanna fuck like i, I, I like i don't i didn't yeah I never really liked this anyway, but I, I always liked to dance. That's what I loved. And I really liked deeper connections and deeper conversations with people. And I felt like in, a, in parties like that where everybody's just pissed ass drunk. I, they don't care about deeper connections. I mean, all they care is kiss, make out and have sex and woohoo, party hardy. Yeah, it didn't feel like that. So I think that's why I didn't really feel like dressing up or something. Um... But yeah, they were really nice and they were all getting ready to dress up. And um, then they got ready and took a picture. And we got in the car and we arrive at the place. <laughs> and we get out of the car and everybody just burst out laughing. And I'm standing there like still not speaking any Portuguese. Not understanding the whole situation. And they're just laughing and laughing and laughing. Ah, ha, ha, this is so funny. This is hilarious. Ah. 
<laughs> so I'm there like, and at this point it's getting awkward, right? Because I'm the only one who doesn't understand, you know, and everybody's laughing about a joke that you didn't get the joke. Like, yeah, I felt like that. <laughs> and um, one of the girls, Laura, remember Laura because she will be uh, around soon. Uh, so Laura, she uh, explained explained to me she was like okay Lorraine you know what's going on no I don't know what's going on uh yeah so basically um you hear like there's no music but we're at the place so we were thinking is it the wrong address or something like that but one of the guys went to knock on the door and then an older lady came to open not an older lady probably my age or something now they're like 35 or something I'm whatever 35 lady something opens the door and they're like in this costume the coffee bean bag costume like hey is it here we have to be for the party and the woman just like huh what what how no wait how did you know there was a halloween party and he was like oh yeah this flyer <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh but that was my son's birthday party this afternoon so basically everybody just got ready for a kid's birthday party in the afternoon so I don't know how they misinterpreted this um, flyer but it happened and it was hilarious they were all standing there dressed up with no party to go to but we're in Botacatu. There's always a party somewhere. So they were looking on their phones to have a party somewhere else. And <laughs> the party they found was a masquerade party. So imagine all of us like in the car back again. They were all dressed up. Um, and we arrived to this different party, which is masquerade themed. Everybody in there is walking around with masks. And then everybody's coming in like Halloween themed fancy dresses it was or fancy dresses I'm saying fancy dresses I think is funny dresses but whatever walking in there <laughs> half of the group was like nah, I'm not feeling this you know like I don't feel like um it also was like the, the masquerade party we entered was kind of more like a hippie party uh when I enter, I felt straight away like, yes, this is what I'm looking for. You know, this is my vibe. <laughs> um, I was feeling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really nice. There was like a, a little band playing and there was like a garden with beautiful lights. And it was totally another atmosphere than the day before with the pool party, typical American pie style. Like... <laughs> So I was like, yeah, this is so nice. But then half of the group felt so awkward and they all wanted to funk. So they left. Uh, luckily, Asun saw that really this was my vibe and she stayed with me. Um, so we were vibing there. It was really cool. And we stayed at that party quite a while. Um, and guess what? I mean, this was a hippie party, right? I mean... Just to paint the picture one more time for you. This was like the lights. Everybody was chill. Probably some people were smoking weed. It was like a very laid back kind of vibe. Just a little concert, a little bit rock on the background. Like very chilled. 
I could swear. I could put my clock at one o'clock and everybody was kissing. I mean, wasn't that the ding, 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 ding vibe? Like, no? what? What's going on? Like, oh, this is Brazil. Okay, I get it. So, yeah, I, I swear, like, this is not just with a funk party. Like, every party you go to. Okay, yeah. Every party you go to, they're all kissing. One o'clock. Doesn't matter. Funk, no funk. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Like, I didn't expect that at all. They're all so horny people. Like, what? Damn. <laughs> Brazilians loved them. So funny. Um, we walked back very late. We stayed until the end and... Um, We walked back together with Asun, uh, with two of her friends. I think I maybe left Asun somewhere in some house, some random house. Then I got home alone, I think. I even went um, on the streets and I saw like a beautiful sunrise. Beautiful. It was so amazing. Because I'm not really a morning person, although I wish I was. So typical. If you wish you were, you should be it, right? You should just do it. Um, but anyway, like I saw sunrise and I don't see sunrise that often. And it was so beautiful. It was so lovely, especially after a night out and everything. It was really, really nice. Yeah, it was quite a long walk home because that's something you have to do. If you are traveling with no money, it's walk, walk, walk and hitchhiking so in the morning i didn't want to hitchhike i wanted to walk it was nice beautiful so yeah we got to uh, the home again and we stayed in very no i didn't leave as soon there no no because we woke up together i remember because she was staying in in the same room as where i was staying anyway um yeah it was nice Uh, I think the next day we had a lazy day and in the evening they took me to a burger place. That was really nice with some friends. Uh, I think it was Asun who took me to a burger place and I asked the uh, guys from the burger place, like, let's together with Asun, we showed them the letter and what I think Laura was there too. Laura, remember? She's gonna, yeah, just remember her name. Um, yeah, Laura and, and Asun helped me explain the letter to the to the owners. And they gave me a burger. Like, I think they even gave me a free menu and I could just order what I wanted. Like, ha, so sweet. There's so many people involved in this travel. It's insane. Uh, so, yeah, that were really sweet. And they even had, like, some kind of chocolate pastry afterwards. And it was so delicious. And I think the girls went to ask me for one too. It was so sweet. Um, yeah. And then I think that day or the next day, I can't remember. Um, Laura took me to the supermarket because they wanted to bake a cake for her birthday. And she was getting the ingredients and I went to join her. And what? That, like, I didn't know condensed milk was a thing 
I've never like I never saw it in Belgium, and there will, will be a lot of Belgians now who say like, "What have you never like?" Because we do have it. I've seen it now when like once that I was back, but I didn't know it, it existed. I was like, "What? What is that? Milk in a can that's full of sugar and sweet? What?" What is that? How does it is does exist, and how can you like that? <laughs> uh, I'm not a big sweet tooth, and um, I was raised without raised without sugar. Although when I was a kid, I used to steal sugar everywhere I could, or I just went with my only pocket money to the to the local candy store and bought myself a shit ton of candy and ate it secretly. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm. Now I do like sweets, but um, not so much that I would buy condensed milk and make a cake with the condensed milk. I prefer, um, yeah, less sugar, I think. Anyway, it was the first time I saw that, and it's a big thing in South America. Everybody knows condensed milk, because, I mean, in Argentina, dulce de leche is made from condensed milk. <laughs> uh, Laura was from Argentina so she was very surprised that I didn't know condensed milk and I cut Laura's hair we baked the cake and all yeah all the girls were ill that's right uh, Asun was sick but then another girl was sick so Marie who was actually my host um, she got very sick as well. She had a virus or something. So everybody was like, the virus was like spreading everywhere. Um, so it was basically Laura and me. I think Laura was from another Republica. I can't remember. Uh, but she and I got really along like a lot. And yeah, it was really nice. And she invited me over to Argentina to meet her again. And yeah, I will in future episodes. Um, we will meet Laura again. So yeah. Uh, I had a very good connection with her. Uh, she took me to another party that night, I think. Yeah, can't remember because I remember not feeling it anymore, the party vibe. I was like, yeah, you know, it was nice, but... Ah, yeah, it was a spotlight party. Now I remember a, st a spotlight, a stoplight party. It was like with these bracelets with like red, I'm taking orange, it's complicated, and green, I'm single. And yeah, I was like, a, I wasn't feeling it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, but yeah. I think the next da uh, day I woke up and packed my bag and... I wanted to leave, but then I cut Asun's hair right before I left because apparently people loved Lara's hair. Uh, so yeah, it was very nice. I left uh, Botokatu on the 5th of November. Yeah, 2016. And I left hitchhiking uh, to Londrina, which was 345 kilometers. Sometimes I forget to write this down and I think it's uh, good to, yeah, add it in a podcast. So yeah, 345 kilometers hitchhiking from Botocato to Londrina. And Tres, Riso and Asun dropped me off at a gas station. And they helped me, uh, they asked together with me with my letter in the shop 
uh, for some help, maybe some water or something else. And this lady was very nice because they gave me a bag full of snacks. It was really nice. And then um, I was hitchhiking there and like one car and then a few trucks um, took me to Londrina. And my last trucker, even with my poor Brazilian or Portuguese, sorry, even with my poor Portuguese, where I was like saying, Obrigada. Uh, and now I can't say anymore. But I think back then I could say two more words. <laughs> um, and my little dictionary I could manage. And then my last trucker, he arranged with my new host, Alexia, uh, to meet somewhere. Um, so that was cool. That was really, really cool. They uh, met up at, a, at some sort of crossroad and I got out of the truck and Alexia was there and she picked me up. Like, I mean, come on. Have you ever noticed, like, if you've been listening from the beginning, like how smooth my hitchhiking is going? It's insane. So smooth that something, like, it's almost going too smooth, right? Yeah. Something is going to happen soon because, I mean... <laughs> Um, yeah, so Alexia and me, we clicked like straight away. It was so nice. We hit it off really well. And this is what I love with couchsurfing. If you like, if you look closely to somebody's profile and I mean, sometimes you can get it wrong. Like how I, how I got it wrong in Montpellier with, with, with this guy, um, in France. I mean, he, he's a good person, but. I thought we would click as well online as offline and like online was way better than offline. Offline wasn't. So sometimes you're wrong, but most of the time I really love how you can uh, connect with people on Couchsurfing and say like, oh, wow, this is a friend like from a long time. And it's a friend we haven't like friends you haven't met before. And that's what it felt like with Alexia. Um, we met very briefly. I wonder how Alexia is because we never caught up anymore. And our meeting was super brief. So yeah, I'm really, really curious how Alexia is. Um, we were both hungry and we went straight to the grocery store. Um, I proposed to cook spaghetti. Uh, later a friend joined as well. So we had spaghetti at Alexia's place and then we had some sleep. The next day we met her boyfriend after breakfast and um, we went to the hairdressing store because uh, we up front we agreed she was very excited that I was a hairdresser and she didn't want a haircut but she did want a hair up like a hairdo because she was going to a wedding on the 7th of November 2016 she was gonna go to a wedding and um, she asked me if I could do her hair for the wedding on the day that I would leave so that was like perfect timing and uh, so we went to a hairdressing store to get the things that I would need and then we met up with her boyfriend and Laika the dog hmm. like Laika when I saw the pictures now it's so funny Laika reminds me of Chaska now uh, but back then she reminded me of Macho which is a Macho <laughs> it's so funny it's uh, the dog of one of my co-workers yeah and he was so cute and actually he represents Macho way better than than 
um, than Chaska, but Macho also reminds me of Chaska. So, uh, yeah, funny. And then they took me to a park, like a huge park with a huge lake in the middle. And they got me acai. <laughs> Love acai. Oh, I really want to try acai again. Like, d Does anybody know a good acai bar in Belgium? I will put it in the phrase, like in the questions in uh, Spotify. Please give me recommendations on good acai bars in Belgium. Please. Uh, please, close, close to Ghent would be nice. A good acai bar in Ghent. Um, so yeah, they got, they got me acai. I think mine was with fresh fruits or something. And now I regret... Um, not regret not approaching it differently but um, sometimes when people say like oh you can choose in my travel then often I would ask um, what do you recommend uh, but doing this podcast I realized and preparing the little that I did um, I realized that I wouldn't ask what you recommend now I would ask Give me what you your favorite is. So recommending something is different than asking what is your favorite, right? Because recommending an acai, people might say, oh, you have to try the fresh, fresh fruits because it's really delicious. But they would actually have their acai way different and have it like standardly this and this and this. And I think that way you get to know like, hmm deeper tastes like in belgium we have fry fry shops like every single village and every single corner has a fry shop not every corner but yeah everybody knows where the nearest fry shop is in belgium right every belgian knows this and um if you would ask recommendations everybody would say you have to try fries with stew stoflees and fritjes, which I think I said it before in, in, in another episode. Anyway, stew or stofles with fritjes and, and mayo. Um, this is what we would recommend. But today, my boyfriend and I had fries and we had a different combination. And maybe we also have a favorite combination. And maybe our favorite combination is also going to be to your liking. Anyway, I'm going way too deep into this. But it... They had an acai with milk powder. I mean, you would never recommend milk powder in an acai to somebody from Belgium, right? But they let me try it and I thought it was really delicious. <laughs> but it's so strange. It doesn't... Like, also, I mean, condensed milk, I didn't know. But what the fuck? Milk powder? What's that? I mean... I don't know. I've never used it. I don't know what it is. Apparently, you can mix it in your coffee and then you feel like you have milk in your coffee, but it's powder. So strange. Yes. So, <laughs> after the uh, acai, we went back home and Gabriella was a very young girl. She... I don't know how she f found my blog. I think it was through Couchsurfing. She connected with me and she really wanted to meet me. It was so sweet. She was really young. I think she was 
I don't know, like at least she was six or seven years younger. And she invited me to um, a friend's night out. Yeah, it was so sweet. I think at first it was just Gabriela and me. She took me for dinner or something. And then we had like some sort of, there were no fries, but it was like, was it sweet potato? No, it was like a some sort of root, like a potato, but something else. And it was also fried. I'm really curious what it was because I remember it was tasty though. Like it was nice. Yeah, I, I do remember that. And then afterwards we went to some friend's house. I think to have shisha at that guy's house. Yeah, and it, yeah. I remember there were kind of fancy Brazilians like yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. I kind of felt out of place there. <laughs> they were way younger than me and um yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it was very nice. They she she was she was really sweet um although her friends they didn't really understand what i was doing i think like but yeah that doesn't matter not the whole world has to understand what i'm doing so after that i went back to alexia and we had an early night and then an early morning because i was able to do her hair that was really sweet yeah really beautiful I remember really liking to do her hair up ah, and then she dropped me off in the highway and I went hitchhiking again and um, I think I've said this a few times already but I always follow the route on my phone and this was the first time that I was um, with a trucker in the in his truck and I was following the route and he was more silent like he didn't say much he didn't try much he was a silent man he just picked me up and yeah there was no not much conversation but anyway I didn't mind I had my music in my ears like I always had like uh, little earphones with me and I was listening to a little bit of music and I was writing and editing my pictures and doing all that on my phone by the way I didn't have a laptop or anything with me and geez all of a sudden I see that this truck is going to a different exit on a roundabout so instead of going straight ahead, he turned. And I was like, um, what? Started freaking out a little bit, uh, realizing that I did not have internet. So I downloaded the the route uh, when I had internet to, to follow it. But as soon as we went off track, like the, the map was blurry and, and I couldn't see much i couldn't zoom in much uh, i couldn't figure out where we we're going so i was like uh what is happening here going a little bit like in freak out mode um still yeah you're in the truck what are you gonna do so 
I was looking at him like, where, where are we going? What's going on? Yet trying to stay calm. And then I saw we were like, I don't know, a kilometer further or something. We were driving on this huge parking lot for truckers. And then I realized, oh, this guy just needs to stop. Okay. Right. Yeah. Truckers also have to have a break. Right. And it's crazy because in Belgium, they're like, they have to stop a lot and they cannot drive a lot. I think they cannot drive more than eight hours, but I'm not sure if that's completely correct. And they have a black box in their truck in Belgium or in Europe and they get tracked. And as soon as they uh, do overtime and they don't stop in time, they are fined with ridiculous high fines. I don't know. They drive more than two hours or something. I'm, I can be totally wrong. But anyway, it's way different in South America. They also have to stop and they have certain rules, but they don't or they didn't have a black box when I was there because there's way more crazy stories coming uh, in 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 Argentina about long driver drivers <laughs> and about long drives with truckers. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he stopped in the parking lot and then he asked me um, if I also wanted to use the baño which un baño is uh, a bath in spanish but if you translate baño in portuguese it means toilet or yeah or the bathroom so basically it would be like do you have to use the bathroom which is in english also do you have to use a toilet right i think that's correct translation um so he asked me do you do you also want to go to the bathroom and he was gathering his um his like towel and stuff like that and i realized he was gonna have a shower and i kindly declined um i was like no no thank you (laughs) i'll just wait i saw like all the truckers i think there were like parked 50 or maybe 100 trucks over there so I didn't feel like stepping into um, a trucker's bathroom and I don't know (laughs) I felt a little bit uncomfortable so yeah I kindly declined and then um, he came back at like after like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so and then I thought, oh, we're going to leave again. Nope. <laughs> uh, not yet. He uh, said, like, come, come, come down. And at this point, I was really on my guard. Like, you know, like, we're here, not on the road. Yeah, you do have to have break. But I don't know. I was a little bit skeptical. And... He walks to the side of the truck and he opens this box under the truck, in the middle of the truck, on the right side of the truck. So the same side where I was sitting as a passenger. And he opens this box. I think it was a box, like a, quite a big box. 
And he pulls out two chairs and he opens the box and the box goes down and like folds open like a table. And there's a little freezer in there. And then he pulls out a gas stove top and then he puts on a pot and he starts cooking. <laughs> and without speaking much, because he really didn't say a lot, um, he didn't say anything. He didn't ask me to help. He just sent me to sit down. And he started cooking for us. And like he poured rice and chicken, frozen chicken and some onion pepper i think he poured it all in one big pot and water and he cooked it and let me tell you it was the best chicken and rice i had in my life jeez that was so good and that was like at the side of a parking in, in a trucker's parking like lot like what that was insane it was so delicious really really like like really delicious really good um yeah and then we left and we went on a road again uh it was really really nice and this particular day i was traveling on my way to Foz de Guaçu, which is the famous waterfall in brazil argentina paraguay where the three countries meet there is like a very famous waterfall point and you can watch it from three border sites so from three countries and I was going that direction to stay with a host and at a certain point my trucker said you know what I have to go to a different direction this is my point of drop off so he dropped me off at a gas station and I it was like some sort of highway but it wasn't a highway so he left me there and I went like walked across it because uh, we were staying at this gas station and uh, I started hitchhiking again. And then I realized, no, my headphones, my earplugs, I don't have them anymore. And I really like to hitchhike with my headphones on because then, I mean, sometimes it could take some take a while and you can dance and have fun. So um, I went back because he was still standing there. He went, I don't know, to the toilet or something because uh, he took me a, a long t distance because it was only 60 kilometers from Fosiguasu where we were standing and um, so yeah he took me more than 200 kilometers uh, he was still standing there he went to the bathroom or something like that and then we were looking for my earplugs and we couldn't find them anywhere I don't know what happened to them like maybe they were sliding somewhere under the sofa or yeah they must have been somewhere in the truck uh, cause, but we couldn't find them and like I said before he was not the he was friendly but he was not the most bubbly person so he was like yeah no they're not here <laughs> um, I don't think he stole them either because he wasn't yeah and I mean if he did uh, that was for the chicken <laughs> and a ride <laughs> he did a really good job with the chicken so yeah, I lost my headphones anyway. So I left again and went back on the hitchhiking spot. And now I'm going to check if it's time to tell the story. How much? Yeah, I'm also al already almost talking for an hour. So 
I'm gonna tease you with this episode. I promise I will make the next episode quick. Um, and then it's gonna be in the beginning of my episodes, which is gonna be nice if people just only want to hear that part uh, of the crazy story. They can just listen to the beginning. Sorry if I kept you to the end and you're now like, what the hell is going on? What what's gonna happen? I will. I promise I'm gonna try to do the next episode as soon as possible. I'm gonna give it a wrap now. Thank you so much for listening the whole way and hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, definitely feel free to give me a review somewhere. That would be nice. Thank you so much. Bye.